0: Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works And why not join our community? Simply search for whateverworks at mewee.com and get stuck in.
1: Hello, hello everyone and welcome to Whatever Works. We're back again, Aidan and I. Hello Aidan. Hello Ted. How lovely to hear your voice. How Martha very is.
0: nice to hear you Ted. We're going to have some All fun right. today, aren't we boys oh, and girls.
1: absolutely. <laughs> Let's not do that one again. We're on show 136 unbelievably. It's right at the end of April or we might be trickling into May and if we trickle into May we've got something to say about that haven't we?
0: Happy birthday to the co-presenter of whatever works. Thank you, Ted. Happy
1: birthday
0: to you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Do you know what's weird? I want to say it feels like 10 minutes ago that I had my last birthday. The COVID year really does have that effect, doesn't it? I've had family members very kindly saying, do you want to have a Skype call? Do you want to do anything? What would you like to do for your birthday? And I'm basically saying, well, nothing. I've just had a birthday. I can't believe I blinked and it's the next one. Weird, yeah, year. Yeah, weird year, weird year,
1: isn't it? Mm. Yeah, well, happy birthday anyway. Thank and you, the, the good news for you, which you might not know, is that um, Chris Kelly is coming on to PSC tomorrow, and he told us that it's his birthday the same day as you. Mr. Kelly, sir. You're obviously your twin, twins, aren't Solidarity you?
0: Solidarity with me. Oh, I'm happy with that, Chris <laughs> and I. I wonder who has her more years on to other. That's the thing we got to find out. I'm not ashamed to say I shall be 57 years old tomorrow, so there we go. Mm. <clears throat> I think
1: he's a bit older than that, but I wouldn't swear to it. Anyway, there you go. So whateverworks.works is where you'll find all the links to the stuff we're going to natter about in the next hour or so. And don't forget to head across to the MeWe group. As always, join in if you're not already joined in and let us know whatever works in your life. TedSalmon.com for me, AidanBell.com for Aidan. And yes, if you um, can chip into the the fund to help us to buy little knickknacks and things to bring to the show, then do feel free to send an Amazon gift voucher to my email address, which I'm Sure, you know. And um, that will specifically then be turned into cash for us to do that and buy stuff to review and stuff. Um, For the for the show and also help with the the hosting fees when they come round, um, which I can't remember what it is now. I think it's uh, next March or something. Anyway, Mm -hmm. we'll see. Okay, so feedback from our lovely members who do spend lots of time
0: with us in the MeWe group. What have we got? We've got Steve Litchfield, master of PSC and good friend of WW on Sun Shades for Car. Steve says, keeping sun and nosy Parkers out out for the same price as a portion of chips. A set of two mesh shades with flexible rigid rigid edges that sit nicely on the sides and bottoms of car windows. There are two sizes. This is the large one, but there are smaller ones for hatchbacks, etc. For storage, they fold with a twist into almost nothing, and they cost only £3.99 from Germany, including postage to the UK, which was insane. (laughs) Looking now, says Steve, they're slightly more, £5.99 as I write this, and more than cheapest chips, but they're still decent value and work very well. Note, the shape is generic, so there are gaps around the shades on most cards, but they'll certainly help keep the sun out of the back, etc., They come with little plastic suckers, but I didn't need them as the shades fitted my windows perfectly. You jammy git. (laughs) And so they are neatly wedged in place. Yeah, they look fun. And this started a bit of a conversation in in the MeWe group. And we talked about various ways of shades and we got round to tinted windows, which is, of course, much more professional and expensive. Um, There's no wrong with putting up a couple of shades in your windows. And if they're shades and not tints, you can take them down when you don't want them as well. Very nice call, Steve. Thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, there was someone from um, the other side of the world saying, I think, that they had got tinting done. But when, when you looked into it, it wasn't actually tinting the glass. It was, it was just very, very well-fitting right. stickers. Yes, a very, very yeah. thin film of sticky yeah. back plastic. Which is good stuff. We put that on some windows. Um, when I was down south, and the sun was very hot most of the time, uh, as it still is, no doubt, um, we used to have this film we could get for the, for the windows. If you look at them from the outside, it was completely like a mirror. You couldn't... Not, not only could you not see through, you just saw it. It was like looking at a mirror. Amazing yes. stuff. And if you're inside, <laughs> it did a great job of blocking out lots of the heat and the light and everything.
0: It was, it was, they worked really well. Same principle as double-sided glass in police stations. I believe. Is it? Okay. I'll take your word for that. It's my birthday. You have to believe everything I say. Okay. And are you.
1: (laughs) <laughs> uh, let's move on. Harry Myrie is next on solar collectors inside buildings. On the latest BBC Digital Planet podcast, the topic was solar collectors. This was the first time I'd heard of this idea of solar collectors inside a building. At first, I was highly skeptical, but the, uh, by the end of the podcast, I was and, understanding the uses. Indoor solar collectors will benefit IoT devices.
0: Hang on a minute. What are IoT devices?
1: Oh, they're devices that were um, made in the island of Taiwan only, yeah. The island? I, I, IoT, the island of Taiwan.
0: Hang on a minute. It's my birthday, Ted. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> These are devices.
1: These You don't know were... what IoT means. Come on, for goodness sake. <laughs> of all people, you're the one with the most IoT devices. Then
0: it <laughs> obviously stands for idiot of today. because
1: <laughs> Gareth. I think Gareth Miles actually has got you beaten on that, but... Um, yeah. If you genuinely, genuinely don't know, Internet, de- um, uh, internet of, de- of Things devices are oh, just devices, ancient... just devices that talk to computers. Oh, I know
0: what they are when the fridge tells you it wants more milk. Yes. Not, yes. Not,
1: no, not computers. Um, that talk to the internet. Yes, like yes, yeah. The, the toaster. What? Yeah, yes. Inter- I your just, your oh. your Nest camera outside. Yes. Your 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 um plugs that plug into you. Got you got. Oh, yes. You're right. I've
0: things. got ton- dozens of these things, <laughs> and I didn't know what they were called. Okay. I will get back yeah. in my corner. You carry on, please. Jolly good.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. So the point is, Harry goes on. Devices um, that need only trickles of power. Mm. So all Internet of Things devices need electricity to operate, but a main socket is often not near the. IoT device. My Citizen Watch is solar powered, he says. Um, and I also threw into the mix thinking of desktop calculators. We all used to have, or probably still have got, desktop calculators. And they've just got a little solar panel on them because they only need a trickle, tiny bit of charge. Um, but if you put it in a drawer for a week and take it out, it won't work for a few minutes, but yes, it yes, will eventually yes. pick up. So I do get the um, I do get the principle here. S- devices that can scavenge some energy, says Harry, from indoor lights but you do need to use specific cells with lead-free materials in them, he says. Fascinating subject. Um, it will only get better as the chips get more miserly on electricity needs. And so, yeah, I can see that. And also, we see that from streetlights, which have gone onto LED. Yes. And they've got solar panels on some of them that power those for the night time and etc. etc. So, yeah, um, linking the show notes to that BBC Digital Planet podcast, it is worth a listen. And um, you might only be able to access it now although via the sounds app, um, not a podcatcher. I I think BBC did something a bit um insular in that respect. Um, so yes, this is right up your street,
0: isn't it? Yes, with the climate business going on lately, internationally, I, I heard an interesting radio programme about future energy, and they they really are saying that solar is going to be it. That Sooner or later, the world is going to wake up, and it's going to be wind and solar, with specifically solar, um, which I've always yeah. been an advocate of. Uh, moreover, I would also uh, put, put a thumbs up for the, for the, um, the BBC, for the uh, Digital Planet. Excellent programme, well worth listening to, whether or not yeah. they're talking about solar collectors, or whatever it may be.
1: Indeed. Yes, indeed. So, thank you, Harry. Good one.
0: Right. From the solar panel to the kitchen. John Southerly on BBC Good Food website. John says... Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. John doesn't say that. Aidan says that. <laughs> I often find when researching recipes on the internet a little overwhelming and spend too long reading through one recipe and then another and then another and then another. Being a teacher who cooks with my class, I need to find proven recipes quickly as well as providing ingredients and instructions clear and concise. I often never look elsewhere than the BBC Good Food website. A Huge amount of recipes, but never too many for one particular area. When printing the page, it's displayed with just the ingredients and instructions and nothing else. All of this saves me time and makes it easy to share. While being confident it's going to be a, cu- a b- <laughs> yeah, I'll try that again with my teeth in. While confident it's going to be a curated recipe. Of course, there are thousands of cooking recipe websites out there, but for a starter for ten, it does the job nicely. I'm not a cook. I'm sorry to say, as I said on the show before, I'm a bit of a ding ding man. Buy it and put it in the microwave. But um, I would advocate most things the BBC do. I'm a bit of a BBC nerd. And um, yeah, why not? It's a fabulous website and fabulous recipes um, for those who wish to find them. Any thoughts on this, Ted? Well, I was just going to point out to you that a curated
1: recipe, of course, only has food that's uh, been cured in it.
0: Well, if that's all you've got to say, thank you, John. Um, I think it's going to turn out to be a little bit of a cookery episode this week. So John's kicked us off very nicely with the BBC Good Food website.
1: Yes, yeah, so now we can move to your twin, Chris Kelly. Yes, happy who birthday, says, Chris. <laughs> who says, The Guardian Food is an, another recommendation, as well as John's um, BBC uh, Good Food website. They don't have quite the range of the um, BBC Good Food, but they often take a dish and compare the pros and cons of various recipes before settling on the best recipe that borrows from each. It saves time and effort comparing multiple sources as they've done the aggregation for you. It often inspires me to create my own variation of dishes based on what my family likes or what ingredients I have to hand. So there you go, um, Chris and John, on the cooking thing.
0: Now, once you've done your cooking and you've eaten your food, you're going to have a load of uh, dirty dishes and things and you're going to need cleaning up. So, ah, what better nicely. than... Mr. What, did you see what I did there? <laughs> Not What better than Mr. Kelly again on the Dishmatic Washing Up Brush and Sponge. Yeah. As a household with a dishwasher, says Chris, we never need to fill a bowl and do the washing up. But there are always items that are not dishwasher safe, especially my wife's expensive chef's knives. Oh, yes, and my mother's knives that are ancient, but she insists we use them. For these items, we use dishmatic sponges and brushes. For these, these are plastic tubular handles which you fill with washing up liquid and clip either a brush or a small sponge onto the end of. There's a small hole in the handle that allows the dish soap to slowly diffuse into the back of the sponge or brush. The result is that you can quickly and efficiently clean odd items under the tap without having to fill a bowl. They last a good while and refills are cheap and readily available. The sponge comes with different grades of scourer. The white one is more gentle. The standard green is a little more aggressive and better for scrubbing pots and pans. At £4.99 for three, they also qualify for cheapest chips. Amazon sell the sponges, get this, in a 27-pack for £10. Wow, that's amazing. That is amazing. And these are amazing. I've used, as I said in the group, I've used these since God was a boy. I can't remember when we started using these, but I use them regularly. And exactly as Chris says... It does actually save water and time and effort because you just grab the thing and have a quick scrub and it's done. Um, I had a little joke with Ian who was say, Ian Barton, I think, who said um, he'd probably want to get some sponges in in case the company go bust and keep a supply in. And I said, well, I've been doing that for the last five years and there's been no problem till now. So, yeah, I can also, together with Chris, birthday boy, um, recommend the dishwashing, dishmatic washing up brush and sponge.
1: Yeah, so can I, because we've used these for years as well. It was a good reminder for those that don't and a good shout. Um, and, um, yeah, it was interesting about the Amazon thing because um, the I didn't know about the, the different colours of um, different grades of um, what's it. Um, apparently, um, he. Uh, I, I, did, well, I can't remember the colours now. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you said well, you? White, the, the, the green, which white I, I, I've always green, used. Green yeah. is
0: regular, and then the white is is less aggressive, oh, less abrasive. Less aggressive. Right. The,
1: well, the, the green one is, tends to be the one that you get on the That's shelf right. in Tesco, yes. and so if you buy them in Tesco, I think they're three for about. I don't know. I can't remember the price of them, but they're certainly not 27 for a tenor, and that's really good. One thing I just need to mop up before we go on because you'll get letters from Chris Kelly <laughs> is that the expensive <laughs> chef's knives are not his wife's, they're his.
0: Oh, did I read? Did I misread? <laughs>
1: yeah. So, yeah, um, Chris Kelly is a, um, a very good chef, cook and all the rest of it. And the knives are his. Oh, you see,
0: so you spawned <laughs> it. I was going to give Chris a set of, of knives for his birthday and you've messed it up now. Oh, never. Sorry, Chris. That was Ted's fault. Carry on.
1: OK, then. All right. Well, while we were talking about Ian Barton, let's stick with him for a couple of items as we close things down. Um, the first one is B-bombs. Bee bombs are designed to create lost habitats where bees and butterflies like to live. The idea is that you get a collection of seed balls containing um, pollinator seeds, you scatter them onto open ground at a time of year, uh, sorry, at any time of year, and you just need to make sure they're watered. You should end up with a wildflower meadow that attracts pollinators. No gardening skills required, and you only need uh, a small amount of ground in which to distribute them. And then... You get stung.
0: (laughs) Well, I may have got stung in a different way, Ted, because I bought one of these (laughs) and I was going to bring it to the show, but I was waiting to review it and still Ah. can't because nothing's happened yet. Um, It's very nice. You get a little hessian sack, uh, which contained, uh, in my case, 19 marble sized little pieces of clay, which themselves contain the seeds. And you do indeed just sort of scatter, semi plant them in the ground. Uh, and I did that in a, in a little patch of flower bed in our garden about two weeks ago. And bugger all's happened <laughs> till now. Oh,
1: two, I think you might need more than two weeks. Ian doesn't say how long, but...
0: Well, no, I, um, I, I, I did look it up. And I mean, I was reading oh. very conflicting things. Some people were saying, oh. this is crap. It's taken two days and nothing's come up. And other people were saying, oh, it took me less than a week to have a complete meadow.
1: Oh right. So I
0: don't know. I'm going to give it another week or two and then I'll pass verdict.
1: Oh, OK and let's hope you don't get stung uh-huh. I've always fancied um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if you've ever tried um, doing a honey um, you know, a, a, a beehive thing for some honey uh, eating your own locally sourced honey that that comes straight out of a hive always seems like a wonderful yes. idea. I really, I really like honey and if it was just absolutely pure and not from any kind of jar however much they paint up the jar as being eco-friendly and all the rest of it, local honey from a hive never had a go at that and I don't know that I've ever actually
0: tasted it have you I haven't and I'm a bit like you I would love to have that to have a hive in the garden and yeah. I love as you know nature and wildlife and animals I love bees but I don't think I love them enough to put on the suit and go out there and risk my <laughs> life <laughs> yeah,
1: you need you need some kit
0: yes well anyway thank you Ian for bringing the bee bombs And I hope that we're both successful with them. Ian also brings us, um, oh, a lot of numbers and letters I need not tell you, an RGB video light. It's a red, green and blue video light and it looks gorgeous. Ian says, you can never have too many LED lights to illuminate your photo shoots. This one has adjustable colour and brightness plus a magnet so you can stick it to a metal surface. Built-in rechargeable battery. Sorry, Ted. No double A's. (laughs) With USB-C charging. This really does look very cute. I'm (laughs) looking at the pictures on eBay. I'm not sure how big it is. I think... Oh, I can see somebody's holding it. So it's what? Sort of 10 centimetres, three or four inches in old money. Square. Um, And what I love about it is it does seem to have a fully adjustable colour scale. So you can go right through the spectrum, right through all colour temperatures from 25k to 900k. Wow. I mean, this is gorgeous. I would love to have one of these. I wouldn't use it for photography. I would just use it to have fun and to play with and to put down in the living room. And just it just looks like a lovely thing to have. That's all I have to yeah, say. Yeah.
1: No, 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 I agree. It looks like, it looks like great fun, and I'm, I would be the same as you. I probably wouldn't. I used, to, I used to, to to do photography and paint with the light, and it was good fun. I, I've spoken about that before, but I, I don't do that now. But, yeah, you're right. It would be quite good fun to, well, it will probably attract bees, wouldn't it?
0: It probably would. There you are. Quicker than waiting for a bee bomb to grow up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> indeed. Thank you so much for everyone in the MeWe group as usual, chipping in it's really good to hear whatever works in your lives. If you are listening to this but don't know where to get involved in the MeWe group, then head for tedsalmon.com because there are links in there to go straight through and, and get an invite uh, to join the group. So do, do head across there, tedsalmon.com and then f- um, track down the link to whatever works MeWe group and you'll be very welcome to join in.
0: Right, let's have a jingle. I wonder.
1: The interesting thing that I picked up that someone had bought, thank you very much, on the Amazon Associates link, which I spoke about earlier, is the Jai mouse mat with wrist support gel. Now, we've seen these um, loads of times before, and Mises are going out, as we know, and everyone's using tablets and all the rest of it, but I still use a mouse nearly all the time, and I know that you do, Aidan, and... These mouse mats used to be the thing back about, I don't know, 15 years ago. And they were all, we had quite good fun with mouse mats. This one looks just really, really interesting. It's a a big design. It's got a comfort zone gel-filled cushion, which can help your wrist. It makes your wrist essentially hover above the table line and keeps your elbow in the right, or encourages you to keep your elbow in the right position, reduce pressure and pain on your wrist. Um. It's got a non-skid uh, 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 TPU base which sticks on the desk firmly which is great and um it just doesn't move unless you peel it off they say with R- I don't know what this stands for this is another internet of things thing <laughs> with R R O H S certified it is for ensuring safety What does that stand for? Uh, R O I don't know. Anyway, there you go. So the mouse mat with wrist support gel, and um, that's quite neat actually. I quite like that, and I would quite like one of those. It would because I what I tend to do, which is exactly what I'm doing now, is that my wrist is almost hanging off the table. Um, it's it's on the edge of the table. It's not at all supported by the by the desk. And if I have one of these, it would force me to do that. £9.64, um, whoever bought it. Thank you very much. Fancy one of those, Aidan?
0: Well, when we were off air, before we started recording, Ted, I was telling you about the woes and miseries of various ailments, one of which was that I've got a bad shoulder and actually ended up having to see a physiotherapist last month. Um, and it turned out that it was because of bad positioning seating at the computer and not you know I, ne- I needed to work out my ergonomic positioning at the computer better right. and that included being told I needed to go out and buy a mat with the support now it no ah. it wasn't me <laughs> it wasn't me oh, right. <laughs> I bought a different one slightly sooner but I've actually put a link in our show in our recording notes where you can see Ted the one that I chose for myself very similar to the one here and yes uh, I can concur It uh, together with the other things that the lady told me to do it really has improved my posture and it does help and I absolutely advocate uh, uh, one of these. Definitely a good idea.
1: Very good indeed. Yeah, I can see the one that you bought, £11.75. I'll put a link in the show now. Oh, Kensington. None of your rubbish here. Kensington. (laughs) Oh, well. It's because it's a
0: pretty blue colour and matched with my studio, you see.
1: (laughs) Yeah, similar idea. This one that someone bought looks like it might be more for a younger person. Or a
0: dog. I mean, when you look at the positioning of the pads...
1: (laughs) Yeah, it looks like a, a pad. In fact, there's one there which is using a a, a rabbit's bottom. Can you see that one?
0: Uh, okay, yes.
1: <laughs> so, so they're 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 obviously having quite good fun with these and 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 making them for to appeal to younger people. Yes, indeed. So there you go. Then that's why. What I wonder who bought it was. I can't get that into a sentence. Well, you You yeah, you
0: you got out of that hole, Ted. <laughs> Let, let's let's save you even further with another jingle. I-
1: Okay then, here we go. My cheapest chips item is the um, Tala, T-A-L-A, kitchen timer. Now, the reason that I wanted a kitchen timer was because you remember that egg machine cooking machine cum toaster we put on the show ages ago? Oh, which... I think I bought one of those. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Right. We were well, featuring eggs and egg machines and we egg did, everything yeah. for years. We, well, we had two of those and my mum had one, which I've now inherited because it doesn't turn the bloomin' thing off. The one that we, she's now got, she got because, and I'd forgotten this, she, because it, you, you stick it on and you just leave it, walk away and leave it and forget about it. The one that she in, I, I inherited from her was the one that doesn't turn off. Right. And so what I do is I stick my eggs in this thing, and then about two hours later, I'm like, <laughs> oh, no! And the thing's <laughs> boiling hot, and everything's kind of using all the electricity up. So I thought, right, I get an egg timer. So this one I found um, cheapest chips, two pound ninety nine it was, and it's good for t- for for timing whatever you want to really. Um, it also it's also good we found for timing jigsaw sessions. Um, what I did find looking at for this kitchen um egg timer um is that the, the the prices of these things are wildly different across the range, and there's all sorts of cheap and cheerful ones, and there's 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 expensive ones. there's, there's a whole range of them. Apart from actually doing the logical thing, which is using your your mobile phone. Which is time, what I was I going to say I was quite impressed well, yeah, that you I didn't know.
0: go for that route that you did decide to go for a specific egg timer good on you sir
1: yeah, well, I think that <clears throat> something like that—you you don't have to think about it. You don't have to wind, turn your phone on, find the clock, find the timer, blah 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 blah. It's just too many steps. Turn this thing round, and no, it did get some bad reviews because mostly because people didn't read the instructions. Because what you're supposed to do is turn round the timer right up to sixty minutes and then turn it back to the time. Ah, turn Ah, to, to, to wind and, it and up. And the as instructions yes, do yes. say that. Okay. So that there are just too many idiots out there. Yes.
0: I would have done the that because I wouldn't have read the, the instructions. So I'm glad you said that. Thank you.
1: <laughs> the ring is loud enough for the vicinity. Obviously made of plastic and cheap and cheerful, um, but it seems to work OK. If it breaks, I've only just got it. But if it, if it breaks, then I'll report back on the show. But yeah, um, a cheapest chips kitchen timer. Be careful if you're buying one because you can pay loads more than that if you're not careful.
0: Well, I've been careful and I've just put one in my basket on Amazon as you spuck. Uh, I like this. And like you, I mean, I have options. We, as you know, we have Google Home. I only have to speak to the universe and say, oh, gee, set a timer for and it'll just happen. But there's still something nice about, and we said this time and time again on the show, having something physical to pick up and press buttons or twiddle knobs and hold and do it that way. Viva Analog.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and I and I and I've used Google Assistant to do stuff like that. And I could easily do that, just speak it out. Yes. But as as we'll find out later, I don't like talking to machines.
0: No, you don't. Now, what's this? <laughs> Can you possibly Tell what that noise is. That is the beautiful sound that we've all known for years of a steel tape measure coming in and going out of its sure. sheath. And in this case, I bring you the Stanley 130696 metric imperial tape measure with 19 millimeter blade, 5 meters or 16 feet in old money. <coughs> It's fabulous. This, is, this I needed a new one. My, my measure finally died. I finally pulled it right out to five metres and it just wouldn't go back in. And I played around with it. And in the end, it just fell apart in my hands. And so I jumped onto Amazon, of course. Uh, and I was attracted to Stanley because, of course, we all know Stanley as a, as, a, as a make of repute. And they have one for five quid. And I bought this lovely, chunky, uh, I'm mean, chunky in a nice way, not chunky in a huge way, just chunky in a solid, good piece of kit way. Uh, five metre rule. And there's not a lot to say about it. It's a standard rule. You can hear me pulling it and putting it back as I talk. It's got the lock on it so you can pull it out thus far and then lock it. The usual affair, usual business, uh, but actually cheap as chips. Now I'm going to have to ask Judge Barton to rule here, because I paid five pounds on the nose, so it just squeezed in under the wire. I've just looked today, <laughs> and it's selling. Curse you, Amazon, at five pounds and six pence. So no, no,
1: I've got five pound.
0: You've got five pounds.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, let me yeah. have
0: another look, because I say today I actually prepared the show and notes yesterday, buy, and if you buy, four it's gone four of down them. again
1: you get 10%. Well off. then
0: I'm I, there we go a birthday <laughs> present for Aiden it was 5 pounds and 6 pence yesterday. Oh well there we go. Well, so you... sorry Judge Burton we don't need you and if anybody should need one or even if you don't need one why not buy one and stick it in a drawer or a cupboard somewhere so that when oh, you do me. need one you own it. Excuse me, yes, excuse sir. me. Yes, sir. But
1: before you go on I think we do need Judge Burton because the rules of this um, um, uh, engagement was under a fire. Oh. <laughs>
0: Okay, if anyone wants to buy one, I will send them a penny. A penny?
1: Very good, yeah, oh, that is dear. really, all joking aside, that's a really good price, isn't it? I would have thought that uh, uh, a thing like that would cost much more than that. Exactly. Particularly if it's Stanley.
0: Yes, and I wondered if it would arrive and actually be some NingYangPo cheapo with just the Stanley name stuck upon it, yeah. but not at all. It really yeah. does feel like a good, hefty, chunky thing, which I've indeed used. I'm busy with a garden project at the moment, which I'll no doubt talk about in future shows, and um, it has served me well. Buy one. Very Steve good. Litchfield, it's up your street too, sir
1: yeah yeah, good stuff and if I didn't have one if we didn't have two already I would definitely buy one of those that's a good well, price note the well, URL so
0: well, when yours breaks you can say oh I know what to buy
1: indeed um one thing that I just wanted to quickly mention was my comb again I've mentioned this before and it's cheap as chips and it's, it's it also qualifies for still using because this um head comb detangle comb it's three pound forty four on Amazon and I just noticed when I was looking into the um, into the uh, still using I, re- I I stumbled into it I like, oh yeah I am still using that in fact I've got three listed around the place and they've been they've been used for Literally a decade, and they're all just as good as new. Really good comb, big teeth on it. Uh, you you were looking for something for your mum um, recently, weren't you? No, what, I, what I was line. looking
0: for was a thing to put in her hair permanently to hold the hair. A sort of oh, clip. that's right. So yeah. I don't think she'd take kindly to having a big pink comb in her hair. No, but thank you. No. Thank you for the thought. It's a lovely shade of pink, anyway, Ted. It's very nice.
1: Very nice, yes, a very nice colour, but we mustn't um, dwell on that. <laughs> the, um, the The point is really that, yeah, that this is. You, it looks like you buy this once for three pound forty four for life, yes. because there's, nothing can go wrong with it. So there you go, lots of stuff uh, as cheap as chips.
0: I want one, I want one, I want one, I want one of those switch bike converter. I believe you're supposed to just say switch, switch, switch kit bike converter <laughs> i found this on the web when i wasn't looking for anything and it popped up and it looks mildly interesting it's a converter kit that you can buy it seems that it was a startup campaign that by the looks of things went remarkably well and blossomed and exploded and they're now working on the mark II. and uh, what it appears to do, I will confess, I haven't studied it in detail. I haven't read all the small print, but it looks like a device that you attach to your bike. I believe you actually have to put a new wheel on. They have to they give you a wheel as well as the device. And what it does is it turns in turns any bike into an electric vehicle. Uh, it looks like quite a small device that you clip onto the handlebars akin to a small handlebar. Um, what do you call it? Case can uh, hold a thing that we used to fix to our handlebars as kids. Um, oh, that's
1: the battery, isn't it? And that
0: seems to be the battery, and right, I yeah. imagine the motor is built into the wheel itself.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: and it just looked like fun, and I watched the video, and I thought, well, I personally wouldn't want one because the very, very, very few times that I ride my bike, I do it because I want the exercise, so it would be a bit defeatist. But for certain people, for certain use case, I could see this being a fabulous thing to own. I was a bit surprised that their rather nice swish, switch website doesn't give any prices. And I actually wrote a slightly huffy letter to them and said, well, where are your prices? I was even going to mention you on a podcast and you still won't tell me what your prices are. Well, they did. They wrote back and they told me that it's in the region of 1,200 pounds. So definitely qualifies for I want one of those rather than I have any intention of buying one. But fun. Um, You know, for serious bikers, such as we have a couple on the show, I'm sure this isn't something that they would want, especially is it you have to use the wheel that they provide to you but for for the for the you know if, if you've got a commute if you're if you're doing a daily commute then i imagine this could be something really rather fun and special um yes although you 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 had a you went through a bike phase when i did are you still biking ted are you still a biker would you use one no. of these
1: my 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 gout feet stopped me doing that which is why I bought the the moped yes. in the end i was i was thinking about getting a bike and an electric bike as well um but th- when i um, looked into it when i tried it out my because i've got gout in my feet it just was going to play havoc with my ankles and my turning the pedals so I, so i gave up on that um but what i will say is that for 1200 quid you can buy an electric exactly. bike exactly exactly what so, I was thinking. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, the conversion kit. Up at the top there, it says get 50% off. Now,
0: Yeah, so 600 wouldn't be so awful.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it was 600 quid and you had a bike you liked, then you think, well, okay, then fair enough. But yeah, it's still quite expensive, but a great idea.
0: Some people will spend two, three thousand pounds on a bike. But then again, they're not the yeah. sort of person who would want to say, oh, let's make it electric. Yeah, I'm surprised they seem to have done so well because watching the video, of course it could be propaganda, but watching the video, it does appear that this thing took off like a rocket and they sold out and they're making more. So I'm a little surprised because, as I say, if you're a serious biker, you wouldn't want to bugger it up with one of these. And if you wanted one of those, then you'd probably, just as you say, buy an electric bike in the first place.
1: Anyway, I, I accept that you want one of those.
0: Well... I want to try one of these. (laughs) Can we change? Oh, I have to write a new jingle now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I want to try one of those. Um, I'll tell you something that I would um, like to have. And it's not expensive like your thing. It's, it's only 100 quid or so.
0: <laughs> Don't say it like that. That was the point of this section. It doesn't matter what it costs.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a Polaroid Go. Aww. And this is a this is a, if you remember back oh, yes. to the, the the Polaroid cameras that, that came out in the 70s. We talked about this recently on um, Tech Addicts. This is a, the same thing, only it's a dinky tiny thing. Four, and a, four inches long by two inches wide and three inches the other way. And it produces these tiny little pictures that are about two inches across and you just take them quickly and you can hang this thing around your neck and carry it's obviously designed for kids having fun and teenagers and whatever um you know throw it around your neck or around your wrist and take quick photographs um it's got a self timer a selfie mirror and the ability to take double exposures even um it's um pocket sized rechargeable battery which is interesting um and that charges via usb no no doubt micro usb um i don't know though it might be usb c um and it's got a standard shutter speed and aperture, of course, and it's got a thirty-five millimeter um, field of view, which is quite good. That's kind of street photography department. And the, the the thing's got a flash, which you can turn off if you want to. But this it costs a hundred nine pound ninety nine, which is I, for a plasticky thing like this. Um, I guess you could say is quite expensive, but it really looks very, very good fun, and it has got the Polaroid name, I suppose. The, the battery does 15 packs and each pack of um, a film that you put in it costs uh, 19 quid and you get 16 shots for, for each of those. So this is not a cheap hobby. The, 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 the photos are over a pound each to actually produce. One pound and 18 you, pence. Sorry,
0: one <laughs> pound eighteen. I just wrote oh, it out.
1: thank you, well done. <laughs> um, uh, but but it just looks an awful lot of fun for the right person to throw in the glove compartment or whatever, and or hang it round your neck, or you know, I can see I can see you d- using one of these with this round your neck snowboarding, Ada. Uh,
0: absolutely, I'm a keen snowboarder. Ted always every year. Um, do you know? Uh, you'll find me on Sumat with one of these. This is this is exactly like the kitchen timer. It's the proper analog version, in, whereas you, we could all use our phones and not bother. This is the real thing. I love this. Yeah, this is really yeah. fun. As you say, for kids, for teenagers, or for adults, just for having fun. Or indeed, one could, you could. I mean, you could think, you could say, well, I put it in my glove compartment and it's an instant record when I've had a car crash. I can take a picture and give it to yeah, the person and say, there, yeah. that's what you did to yeah. my car. So yeah, yeah. there are uses, and I could find them as you could. I'd, I'd, I want one of these. Def- more than the bike thing, Ted. You've beat me this week. Yeah, Definitely yeah. more than I, the bike. I, I,
1: I, th- I think that, that there are practical uses, but I think the main focus is is on the the fun element. And yes, you're right. A, a mobile phone is much more practical, but you can't get a physical piece of paper from this. And you you know I I can see people sticking these things on their fridges and or, or just giving to their to their friends. They take a photograph yes. of them doing something stupid. So yeah, there, yeah, yes. you have that. I mean, for instance, photograph. the work the
0: work that I that I used to do and may never do again as Santa at Christmas with the kids. I mean, imagine. Imagine if Santa yeah, had yeah. a camera. I'll just take a picture of you and give the kid a picture straight away on the spot. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. great fun. Really
1: good fun. Lovely and not and not um, expensive. Really, um, you might you might argue it's expensive for what it is, but it's still a lot of fun. And um, you know, uh, go for
0: it. I definitely want one of those. Still using still using. What a butt! A Charles Bentley, 210 litre water butt. But 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 <laughs> you may remember upon show 77, 2nd of March 2019, so a year and a bit ago, I spent £54.99, at least that's what it costs now. I can't remember what it cost then, on a water butt for the garden. Um yeah. which is still there, still works, and we're still using. It's a it's a water butt, it's a large cylindrical uh plastic container. Uh, about the size of a dustbin, if you will, which you stand on its little stand next to the drain to a down drain pipe, and you have to sort of um, bastardize the down drain pipe and get into it with this special attachment that therefore takes I suppose fifty percent a third of the down drainage into the water butt. And when the water butt is full, it nothing overflows, that's it. So it's constantly refilling all the time. As long as, the, as long as it rains, you've always got water in the butt but it never overflows. A little tap at the bottom, which means you've got a constant supply of water, which is uh, it's environmentally friendly, both because it saves water and the water um, is clear. It doesn't have chlorine in it, so if you want it for your garden or for your pond, your plants, then it's much better water to use than tap water. And it saves you money because you're not using tap water. So it's, it's win, 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 win. Uh, I would imagine over the course of the year, I don't know whether we've saved £55 pounds yet, but in convenience alone, it was worth purchasing. So still using my water butt.
1: Very good. Yeah, Um, my uh, parents have got one of these. It it looks almost exactly the same, and I probably said this. I may may have bought
0: it following your recommendation. Right.
1: Okay. Um, One of the things that I do, we might have spoken about. I can't remember, is that there's there's a sediment at the bottom, and I don't know if you've had a look inside inside. it. No, I
0: haven't. I should imagine there would be. Yes.
1: Yeah, but but the sediment it only becomes a problem. I mean, if you're only using the water to to use in the garden, it doesn't really matter. But when the point at which the sediment gets as high as the tap out, yes. you know, I think that's going to be a problem. Exactly. Yes, right. At some point, you might have to clean it yes. out, or, or or rinse it, or turn it upside down, or It'll something. It'll be a very
0: nutrient-rich but- fertilizer in there, won't it?
1: Yeah, indeed. Um, but, yeah, that's great, isn't it? It's a, it's a really good re- use of resources and um, eco-friendly. Can I just
0: ask you, Ted, you say if I'm only using it for the garden, what might I? I mean, I wouldn't be drinking it.
1: <laughs> well, you, yeah, I suppose you might be using it for filling up a fish pond.
0: Yes, yes. OK, because um, my, my thought was might... just going to be that, obviously, this is water that's run down the dirty roof and down the dirty drainpipe, yeah, so yeah, it's not going to yeah. be ultra-clean water in any case. No, no. no
1: but you might want, you might not want to expose your tropical tank to I that.
0: suppose you're quite right so <laughs> yes fair enough what are you still yes. using
1: I'm still using well the Addis long-handled dustpan and broom matic oh, yes. which is basically a a dustpan and brush with long handles. Simple. I featured this in Whatever Works 48 in November 17. It's still in daily use. It does really well. And it helps those who don't have to or can't bend over, crawl around the floor on your hands and knees with a dustpan and brush. Simple idea. The the idea is... You take a functional item, whatever you like, and put long handles on it, and voila, you don't have to bend over um, if you don't want to, or are un- unable mm-hmm. to. It's a fiendish fiendish idea. Um, I remember the, the, the scissors on the end of the... Um, what are those things called? You You... you they're grabbers. That's it. It's called a grabber, I think. Oh, yes, and yes, you, yes. It's like a concertina mm-hmm. um, thingy, and you close the scissor, the handles at one end, and it grabs things from the floor. So you don't have to. And also um, sticky things on the end of a stick. <laughs> <laughs> we we spoke about someone on a show recently about someone retrieving items from behind the radio. Oh, Could yes. You oh, yes, I do. And, oh, and I mean
0: the, the famous magnet thing. I've, I've used those in the past. Yeah. yeah wonderful yeah, yeah. magnet on the end of a pole. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So
1: yeah, um, really, really good item. Um, still only fifteen quid, and I think it's been worth every penny. We've had, it, we've had that in the house for years. Not necessarily for me, but certainly mum and dad. It's a, it's a big help. Uh, the Addis long handled dustpan and broom mat, mat, mat. No. <laughs> broom metallic oh i see metallic's the color okay forget i said that While you're working. it's the <laughs> addis long handled dustpan and broom finished <laughs> yes
0: i was just gonna say this show really works doesn't it ted i mean it's lovely to look back and think you know we've been doing the damn thing for so long that there are items that we can say we raved about then and we still rave about now so you know we're doing our job here
1: Indeed, we are absolutely. But what we can't rave about is not having. We can rave about not having a um a jingle for our review section. Still, still. Do you know what? It's my birthday. I hold I, you I, responsible. Okay, it's
0: my birthday task. I have to make a reviews jingle.
1: Yeah. Right. You can do the first one because you know all about this. Having lived in <laughs> Vienna. All right.
0: Put me on the spot here. But, Ted Salmon. Let me
1: let me let me just tell you. On the previous show, I bought these manna lemon. Um, wafer thingies and I reviewed them and they were really good so these ones are the um, original ones. That's
0: right because I said to you that um, having lived in Vienna in the 90s where manna come from uh, I was quite used to them they tend to be given out in coffee shops whereas we give out chocolate here with a cup of coffee you'd get a manna wafer in Vienna Uh, and you're writing here just a quick one to say that we've tried the lemon ones at last now the nutty chocolate ones one of us prefers the hazelnut one of us prefers the lemon one of us loves both of them (laughs) But £8, <laughs> you get quite a lot of them. So, yeah, this is the box of mana wafers. And, yeah, I mean... You must be nuts about these lemon things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, haz- the hazelnut ones are actually um, very chocolatey. Uh, it, it tastes like um, chocolate spread, Nutella or whatever yes. you call it. Yes, oh, that's nice. Um, yeah. the, that, yeah. It's got that testament. it. But the lemon ones, we think, are probably a stronger flavour in itself. But they're absolutely lovely, both of them. And you get this um, kind of... Um, demonstration box, demonstration counter. Yes, box. yes. They're yes. obviously designed to to put on your display box. Yeah, you, they're obviously designed to put on your counter of your. Yes, cafe you're not supposed whatever. to
0: take them all home and scoff them yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you do have to be careful because they're so Moorish, and I could easily eat a whole. Do you know what? I want sitting. to ask you something.
0: Here is a sort of tangent. This is a better before kind of question. These are deviating from the original. And it reminds me that, you know, for years and years and years, we had Kit Kat. And now you can get hedgehog flavoured Kit Kat and God knows what flavoured Kit Kat. What's your take on taking something that was an original and then suddenly saying, right, now we're going to have a lemon version. Now we're going to have a nut version. I suppose it's the purest in me coming out because there's no harm in having different flavours. But something says to me, no, this is a beautiful German Manoveva and it must not have other flavours. But I guess you'd poo-poo that idea and say, no, no, the other flavours help.
1: Each to their own, of course, as we say so often on the show. My dad, for example, loves ready salted crisps he there's every single flavor in the whole world that he can be offered and um, he if if you line them all up in front of him he goes for really salted and i just don't get that <laughs> yes. why would you why would you choose something that tastes of Nothing. Well, okay, it tastes of salt. It tastes of nothing, essentially, when you could have a a rich tapestry of all sorts of lovely flavours. I I don't get that. So, the answer to your question is yes, I thoroughly support bringing things out in different flavours, as long as, of course, they're not stacked full of e numbers and things that are bad. I
0: think I agree. I think, as I say, it's the pedantic purist in me that needs to be knocked away, because, yeah, why not? I'll shut up now.
1: i <laughs> <laughs> i'm, I'm going to quickly do for my review my new headphones oh. now bear in mind that they've only just arrived and it is a tech item uh, okay. so i won't be too um i won't spend too much time but these are the sony the much admired sony w h one thousand x m four um and they are just they are much admired they're really expensive but i didn't pay um full whack for them i'm not going to tell you how much i pay because one of our really appreciative appreciative listeners of the work that um we do on we and all the rest of the podcasting he let me have these for an absolute oh, song next lovely. to nothing and I, because he wasn't using them and he he obviously um could afford to do it and i'm i'm really really pleased to have them because they go so nicely with my um nice sony xperia
0: um, no sorry
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) for with my um my lovely um uh xperia phone they and they do they hook up beautifully the app is completely integrated with the headset you can do all sorts of clever stuff with the headset this is an internet of things thing definitely (laughs) (laughs) um and and it's got controls on the thing on the outside. It's USB C charging, thirty hours of um of power. The 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 output is um it, it's it's uh, uh, it's it's hard to describe it. I, I I think it's a lovely tone. Um, it's it's just right for piano. I I listen to a lot of um clean piano music and jazz, and it's just right for that. It's there's just enough bass as well. Not ridiculous amounts of bass. But if you want to change the sound, you can. There's lots of toys to play with. Noise cancelling is stunning. I was talking about the noise cancelling on the um, Soundcore set a few shows ago, um, which is a bit rubbish. But these are just amazing. You turn the turn on the noise cancelling and you just can't hear. I've been I'm clicking my fingers around the headset and I'm trying to... to and I can't hear it. It's just amazing. Um... I haven't tried it out and about in traffic yet, but I, but from what other people have said, it's really really good. The Google Assistant is the Internet of Things. Things come back comes back to is that I didn't realise that you could do stuff. I, I, maybe I did and I've forgotten because I don't want to talk to machines and I don't want machines talking to me. But actually, this might change that because last night. I had these things glued to my head for like about 10 hours yesterday <laughs> and um I, last night when my notifications came into my phone I tapped a bu- I pressed a button on this headset and the Google Assistant told me what the notification was it said to me what the time was and then it said what the notification was and it read out I mean it only read out the headline of it so it didn't read all the content but it but it told me what it was basically who it was from what application it was in and that to me is a really good use of that and um, I, I think that I that, will that continue to use that and, and it'll be great fun. But the um, the set can be used wired or wireless as well. So you can stick a cable in if you want to. It comes with a cable. And yeah, um, kudos. Thank you very much to Chris Bates who, who made that available to me. And I'm really, really impressed with how good they are. And, and even if I didn't have the Sony phone, to be honest, I think that they would work. The Reality 360 work thing um, it works. I, I tested that with some YouTube video and it works beautifully well. Um, and you, that's it, really. I don't want to bang on about it too much because I'm sure I'll be talking about it on PSC as well um, in the coming days and, and, and weeks. But there you go. Cracking pair of headphones.
0: Well, you're, you're, you're preaching to the converted here, Ted, because about three years ago, I I still feel bad about it. I left my beloved Bose Quiet Comfort headphones on a plane and never saw them again. Oh dear. Uh and so oh. I had to get a new pair and I went for the model before those. I got the the M threes which oh, are my right. go-to headphones. I'm wearing them as I speak to you now, and I can hey. concur with everything you say. I can't speak so much to the bells and whistles and the connection with the phone because that's not so much my bag. But technically and an, an orally, working with them as a pair of headphones, I love them, and you're quite right. The sound is very, it's very mid mid-centric so you you don't yeah it's it's a a very very nice middle sound stage as you say uh and the oh the the noise cancellation is just priceless it's it's like you it's like you're in a tomb it really is beautiful so you you've done well there ted um you know you really have definitely
1: uh, and thank you again to Chris that's that's really really um generous of him and I'm I'm enjoying them completely and and he's really pleased because he said that he only used them a couple of times and just to test them out and he, he just wasn't getting the benefit from them and he's really pleased that I am already after one day <laughs> so um, yeah. as I'm
0: still using I mean I can say I've had these for about 3 years now and use yeah, them all the yeah. time and I'm still using them literally as I speak to you now so excellent
1: yeah, yeah, I do love sound devices, I, and you'll you know what I'm yes, talking about. Course. I'm always I'm always bringing Bluetooth speakers to the show, as you know, and and headphones and all this audio stuff, and I do like it. I wouldn't call myself an audiophile by any stretch of the imagination, but I know what I like, and I and I I like having nice gear to to hear stuff. I can remember using headphones, right, you know, back when I was a kid and a teenager, and really enjoying the experience, which is probably why one of my ears is a bit knackered.
0: It's the same as, as saying I'm a wine snob or I just like wine. You don't have to be educated in the subject. If you know what you like, then you're an yeah. audiophile. Exactly. Now, what don't you like? Oh, did you see what I did there?
1: <laughs> Asymmetrical swing, ling lid... I'll say it again. Asymmetrical swing, lid... Bins. Oh, I don't
0: like those either. No, no,
1: no, no, no. Swing, swing, asymmetrical swing bin lids. That's it, okay. isn't it? <laughs> if I were... Now, right, okay. So you've got a kitchen bin and it's got a lid, a top. And inside that top, it's got this flappy thing that flaps both ways on a pivot, right? Yes. And they, for some reason, when they're making this thing, they don't make it. Exactly. Symmetrical. So the the front of it or the back of it, whichever way you want to talk about it, the front or the back of it is slightly wider than the back of it. So you can't put the lid on either way on the top of the, the, the bin. And I just, I just think that's mad. I want to put that, that whole thing into room one and one because fifty percent of tries you can't see with the naked eye which way it's supposed to be. Well, you can if you look really carefully, but fifty percent of the tries you're going to get it on the wrong way round. I, d- I, don't get it. Surely it would be easier to make it symmetrical. I don't see why it's not symmetrical. It would be easier to store it in production, and it would be easier to, tra- easier to transport. They, they be able better put the things together easier, and, and I. I just don't get why they would purposely make it only one way. It's a pointless
0: thing, and I'm putting it into room 101. And I thought I was the pedantic one. (laughs) (laughs) But it makes me think. I mean, obviously, if it was triangular, Ted, or a very odd shape, you would accept that it had to go a certain way round. And if it was completely symmetrical and did go... On new way round, then you'd accept that. So I'm trying to work out what is the point at which you would say yes, all right. I appreciate that this has to be. I don't quite understand why it's a problem that it only fits one way round, except as you right, say okay. that you can't tell, and you have you might put it on wrong way initially. Yeah.
1: But I can't see the point of making right. it to be that way. I, you know, A similar um, example would be a round bin. So you've got these round kitchen, big round kitchen bins. And so it, because the lid is round, it, it just sits anywhere. on. Whichever yes. way you put it, wherever you put it on, it just sits there. This has got an oblong top, but it's slightly not oblong. It's just Okay, mad. Then I'm the only
0: you. answer is to contact them, and, uh, the the manufacturer, and ask, why did you do this?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, or just put them in room room 101 and be done with it.
0: Well, anyway, now you can call me Pedantic Ted because here comes mine. This is classic <laughs> Aidan the Pedant, but it's the kind of thing that gets under my fingernails and makes me scream... We have Amazon Blink cameras at home. Internet of Things. uh, uh, There you go. Yes, back to Taiwan, Uh, which my mother paid (laughs) a good deal of money for. And it's good and it was necessary. And we're glad we did it. It's a security we're very happy to have. And they work very well. I would um, advocate Amazon Blink camera system is very good. I believe Mr. Litchfield has it as well. But here's what's happened. Whereas when you go onto the app, it would previously say motion you get notifications for instance or you'll get a little uh when you look in the app yourself you'll see motion detected at front door motion detected at driveway now since presumably there's an update come through without my knowing it it now says motion detected at your door motion detected at your driveway i know it's my driveway it's my camera I i it's just this sort of patronism it's like I never got on with windows saying my computer well duh I know it's my computer I'm sat in front of it (laughs) I just oh why why change it there was nothing wrong with motion detected in kitchen now it says motion detected in your kitchen if there's motion in the kitchen next door I don't care
1: Wow. No, well, we, you, you, need some, uh, you need some Valium.
0: I think I'm going to go take a Valium. I've worked myself into a wee frenzy here. <laughs> but I tell you what, Mr Litchfield, if you're listening, do you share my concern or are you probably a more sensible, well-adjusted person who doesn't really mind that it puts the word "your" in? I guess you are, sir.
1: <laughs> I think that's much more pedantic than a, than a, a bin lid that doesn't fit the wrong but way I around. Mean,
0: it's not necessary. I know it's my driveway. I don't have a camera in anyone else's driveway. And if I did, how would it know the difference? It would still say your driveway.
1: Ugh. Yes.
0: Right, OK. I've got uh, go. a birthday down. fit.
1: Calm down, calm down.
0: <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. OK, let's move and on. another thing. Oh, sorry.
1: Tradesman is my next one. Working on a holiday park, hi, in hi. words of mm-hmm. Now, Now, I do know that I kind of... All but live here, but it's still a holiday right. park. And they and they start crashing around bang, smashing doing their jobs on various people's caravans at 8 30 in the morning. When if people were on holiday on a holiday park, who wants to be hearing that at 8 30 in the morning? When you go on holiday, you let your hair down, you go to the pub, you have lots of drinkies in the evening. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be waking up at 8 30 in the morning to bang crash wallop. And then the most annoying thing about this is that when the workmen have done their bang crashing walloping like about um, an hour and a half later say 10 o'clock it's silent the rest of the day why couldn't they have done the noisy bit later (laughs) in the day why not why why would you do it i suppose they would argue that well you've got to do the banging and crashing to get to the bit where you can be not noisy yes that is that is just so annoying they they should ban those activities before 10 o'clock i reckon yeah
0: yes, yes. Uh, when I used to live in Vienna and eat manna biscuits wafers um it was a known irritation amongst a lot of people that the workmen would come out at first light, so you would be woken yeah. up at five thirty in the morning by yeah. road drills outside the window, which, as you say would then stop at six thirty
1: <laughs> Ex- exactly it's uh. mad isn't it they, they, we used to um uh, one of the the kind of mentality seems to be of tradespeople is that you you start as early as you can, you finish as early as you can, and get down the pub. Yes, and that, that I, I mean I'm not I'm not being classist or anything here, but but that just seems to be the way that um, tradesmen. Yes. That, that's how they work. They, they 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 finish at three o'clock so they can get down the pub before they go home for dinner, and you know that just seems to be a mentality. So. Everyone has to just suffer with the noise and the crack of dawn. Well, I mean, Vienna is a
0: city, so one could say fair enough. But I agree with you. On a holiday park, there really ought to be a regulation that says you can start work whenever you want, but there's a noise embargo until 9, 10 in the morning. And as long as you work quietly, that's fine, but you're not allowed to start making noise until 10.
1: I'm going to write to the prime minister. I'm going to write a letter. No, I'm not. I'm I'm going to write to the first minister.
0: (laughs) Oh dear. Now Mr. Litchfield, who has featured quite a bit on this week's show, says Hurro. Hey, washing gel manufacturers, stop with these stupid sealing systems. Steve's gonna work me up again now just when I'd calm down. Stop with these <laughs> stupid sealing systems. I've been trying for ten minutes to get into this washing gel bag. It's more than child and waterproof, it's bloomin' steve proof. The idea, says Steve, having calmed down like Aiden, is that you press at the right point and slide. But it's beyond my fingers and strength. I'm now going to have to cut into it and decant them all into a plastic box. Sigh. <laughs> now, I agree with you, Steve, because... I've come across these kind of strange sort of plastic zip catch things on frozen veg, for instance, uh, that's supposed to be so easy to open and close and is anything but. The good old fashioned ones where you just squeezed it closed with your fingers and pulled it apart with your fingers were and are fine. But I'm absolutely with Steve. This strange sort of plastic, as I say, it's, it's akin to making a plastic zip. It's just more trouble than it's worth. If it ain't broke, please don't try and fix it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I have the same thing with these cheese bags. So if you buy a bag of grated cheese from the supermarket, you cut the bit of plastic with a pair of scissors across the top and inside the line of the top, there's a allegedly resealing kind of line that goes across. And in order to make that thing line up so that you can pull your fingers across and reseal it, it's all but impossible. You have to be really, really careful, line it up and, and, and hold both sides. It takes about five minutes to reseal the bag. They're just rubbish. And it's a similar thing to this, I think. It's that that kind of zipping up of, um, of plastic items, um, which often is done very yes. badly. I Whatever
0: happened to the good old-fashioned spinning it round a few times and tying a tie clip onto it, eh?
1: Exactly. Let's um, bring that to another show. So shall we? Right. Let's look for who's awarded a gold star this time. Gold star. Hubbards at Sainsbury's.
0: Hubbards at Sainsbury's.
1: No, don't get me. A hubbard's right you know if you go to tesco you get this brand of food that is tesco's value food yes. and sainsbury's used to do a similar thing but they've gone onto to this company or whatever it is called hubbard's and i wanted to just do a shout out for these because every single thing that i buy that is a hubbard's thing and i've tried marmalade honey Tin tomatoes, tin beans, tin spaghetti. The tin spaghetti hoops are 13p, and the Heinz ones are about a quid. I'm on the site now that you've linked to, and I'm looking at these ridiculously low prices. Uh, they're incredible but the but the good thing is that they are really very good everything well, everything I've tried so far, any tins or packet foods as well they're actually really good um i've now I've tested Tesco value brand stuff, and some of the things like for example, their fluid filled tins of baked beans are inedible they really are they' they they only cost nine p but you yeah, just don't yeah. want to eat them whereas this yeah. Hubbard stuff is actually made really well. Now, I just wanted to be clear here. This is not a thing about health. I'm not sure what's in it. (laughs) They might be all sorts of things that are bad for you and make you fat and all sorts of stuff. So... You know, um, This is not going to appeal to the connoisseurs of good food like um, like Ahmed B. B. Bars and Chris Kelly. They're going to say, no, I don't want that rubbish. I want to make things properly. Fair enough, I get that. But this is about people that maybe can't afford much and they're, 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 they've got to watch the pennies. And this Hubbard stuff, I've just found, has been really, really good at every turn. Everything I've tried has been just better quality than I would expect from an economy supermarket brand. Uh, so go star. I'm
0: on the website. I don't find the Brioche. Anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, this does look good, as it's you say. Ted, not necessarily uh, super health conscious, but uh, if you are watching the pennies, then well worth it. Good shout, indeed, sir. Thank you.
1: Indeed, very good indeed. Well done.
0: I've got one that just occurred to me only minutes before I came on the show because I've done it two or three times recently, and it's so so good. Uh, I've been working out in the garden again, something I'll bring to the show in a week or two's time. I've been doing a lot in the gardens. I've been going in and out of the house and I'm gardening. And so I don't always have my phone with me. And then when I want my phone, I haven't got a clue where I've put it. And all I have to say is Google keyword. Where's my phone? And Google makes my phone ring wherever it is. It's a simple thing. Everybody, you know, all our our tech friends know about that and no doubt use it, as I have done for a long time. But I just wanted to put a shout out for that because it's the most useful function. The other day uh, I was going out, going out somewhere with my mother and she was in the car waiting for me. And I was, oh, I haven't got my phone. And instead of having to keep my mother waiting for an hour and a half while I looked for my phone, I simply ran in. And as I entered the house, I said, oh, gee, where's my phone? And the phone started ringing. And I excellent service from Google. Thank you.
1: Yeah, the Google Assistant is getting smarter and smarter, isn't it? Which it goes two ways for people and how they see these things, big brother um wall oh, garden yes, yes, yes. whatever however you want to view it. But uh, but but for the open-minded person who's not going to be bothered about that, you're you're absolutely right that the Google Assistant just gets cleverer and cleverer and I've been finding that out this week with these headphones and I, and stuff that I had no idea about and I I'm, I'm continuing to explore that and look into what is possible to to use this for, so yeah, absolutely gold star for the Google Assistant. Uh, As you
0: and Steve have said, (coughs) excuse me, on PSC a number of times, once you've made the decision I'm going to get into bed with Google or Microsoft or Apple then you just say, okay, hands up, whatever happens, happens, and yeah, then you have all these wonderful services, I mean as as you know, we have Google speakers throughout the house and if I need to know something, if my mum's doing a crossword and says, what's the so and so so and so, I just open my gob and ask Google, which is a cheating way of doing a crossword and usually upsets my mother, but um, it's just fabulous to have that at your fingertips, whereas you used to have to get in the car and drive to the library.
1: Indeed, yes, indeed. And talking of wonderful services, we'll be back with, in two weeks with another one of these. We won't will, we? and I'll
0: be two weeks older than I am when on my birthday today thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, happy okay. birthday <laughs> to you, happy birthday <laughs> to you, etc. Um, yes, uh, have a nice birthday um, anyway, Aiden, And um, thank you for sticking in there with the show. We're doing very well with this. And um, the whateverworks.works is the website link once again. Salmon.com for me, AidanBell.com for Aiden, And that MeWe group plug again. Don't forget also the Podhub UK um, link. Head across there to other audio podcasts that we're involved in, left, right and centre. Um, and um, that's it really. Uh, I think we're done, aren't we? I think we're done. I'm going to go on a some birthday cake. Ah, happy birthday. No, let's not start again. So, don't forget,
0: what whatever works, works! works.